Amen. Isn't it good to be able to sing together about the forgiveness that we find in Jesus Christ this morning? You know, I think for many of us, as we continue today in this series on prayer, we, we feel like there's always more to learn about prayer. Like we don't have it all figured out. Whether we've been doing it for a very long time or a very short time, there's something more to learn. And that's why I've, I've thought that it was good for us to take a deep dive into the Lord's Prayer. Jesus said, Pray like this. And so we're learning from that prayer in this series. So whether you've been a Christian for decades or maybe you're just exploring faith and figuring out what it means to talk about God, we're sort of in the same boat together learning about prayer. And so today I want us to continue in that learning from what Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer. Today we think especially about what Jesus prayed about Forgiveness. Now, I can remember when I was really young and new in ministry and trying to figure things out. We were in a church and there were some real problems between people. They were basically in the same family and there was some unforgiveness and they weren't talking with one another. It was a really difficult time. And I wanted to say to them, I didn't, but I wanted to say, listen, just forgive each other and move on with your lives. Like it, this is not that hard. Just forgive. It seemed like that was the case. And in truth, if they would have done that, it would have made a lot of things better for them, for their family, and even for the church. But it was easy for me to say that. And then I found out later on in life when I had to forgive some things, forgiveness is not that easy. It's not something you can just do. It doesn't make things just go away. They're still there. It is sometimes really hard to forgive. And maybe today you're here in this place and you're working through something. I mean, maybe there's something that's been said, a, a vow that's been broken, a confidence that's been you know, taken advantage of. Someone has said something, done something to you that really, really hurts. And you know just how difficult forgiveness can be. And it's challenging you. Well, I want us to think about that because right in the middle of the Lord's Prayer, in Jesus' prayer that he gave to us as an example, it's not a very long prayer, but forgiveness shows up in that prayer. And I want us to hear how Jesus prayed about forgiveness this morning. And to do that, we're going to read this prayer again to hear it. Maybe you've been praying it every day. You've, you've learned from it, you know. It's been good for me to pray this. It's good for me to use the prayers of Christians who have come before me, contemporary Christians, because it takes my prayer life in places that sometimes I wouldn't go. I'm reminded to pray about things that I would forget about. So I hope that's been the case for you as you've had prayer prompts and prayers from other Christians and prayers from Jesus that it's taken you in new directions. But this is what Jesus prayed. Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 9, Jesus said, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, right here in this prayer, Jesus prays, Forgive us our debts. And you know, we're pretty comfortable praying that part of the prayer, right? Because most of us know, hey, I'm a sinner. I've done some stuff that I know has been wrong and created a debt between me and God. Like, I know I deserve something that 
I don't want and I know I can't do enough to cover the wrong that I've done. I can't earn my way back to God. I need God's forgiveness. That debt that my sin has created, and the only way it's going to disappear is if God just forgives it because I can't pay it off. All right? But Jesus didn't stop there, did he? He said, forgive us our debts. But then Jesus continued, forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And when we hear Jesus pray that part, we're we're not as excited. I'm not. I'm not as excited about praying that part of the prayer as I am the forgive us our debts part. Because it sort of sounds like Jesus is saying, well, God, forgive me at the same level that I've forgiven other people. And I know me. There's some people I've not really wanted to forgive in life. There's some times when I didn't feel like forgiving. And I want more forgiveness than that. I need more forgiveness from God than I've offered some people in my life. And so I'm not fully comfortable praying this prayer. It's almost like Jesus is saying God's forgiveness of me is dependent on my forgiveness of other people. Well, if we had any question about that, as soon as Jesus finished this prayer, the very next verse, he said this, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And that can make us really uncomfortable. I mean, what is Jesus trying to do? Is Jesus trying to scare us into forgiving other people? Is Jesus trying to make us question our salvation? I mean, does Jesus want us to live our lives wondering if we have forgiven other people enough that God will forgive us? Is that the point of all this? I don't know if that's exactly it or not, but what I do know is that it's clear to me that Jesus knew the seriousness of unforgiveness. Jesus knew that if we refuse to forgive the people around us, it's going to harm the relationship, right? Because there's no way to move forward in a relationship if there is unforgiveness. If I'm not willing to forgive what someone has done, or if they're not willing to forgive me, there's no way the relationship is going to grow. And Jesus knew what it does to us when we refuse to forgive, right? He knew how that eats away at us. He knows that that we hold on to the hurts of the past and relive them, right? We play them back in our heads over and over again. And Jesus knew what that does to us. And, And maybe Jesus is saying, if you're refusing to forgive what people have done to you, maybe you haven't fully accepted what God has offered you. Maybe you don't believe that God can forgive you and that's why you can't forgive other people. Maybe you don't understand just what God is offering you and so it doesn't translate into how you treat other people. Or if we flip that and turn it on the positive side, part of what Jesus is saying is, you have been offered such an incredible gift of forgiveness How could you not forgive the people around you if you've been forgiven this incredible way? 
So are you just going to hold that to yourself? I mean, are you going to feel the incredible relief of being forgiven? Have you ever felt that? Like when you've asked someone for forgiveness and they've said, I forgive you. I mean, like you truly know they mean it. And you know the kind of person they are. And if they say that, it's done. I mean, have you felt that relief? And that God has offered you that and then you're going to withhold it from someone else. Maybe you don't understand what forgiveness is. Maybe that's what Jesus is saying. You know, Jesus told a story about this. It's also recorded in the Gospel of Matthew. It's in chapter 18. Jesus says there's this guy that owed, and I preached on this before, the guy that owed more money than he could ever pay, more money than he will make in his whole lifetime, more money than most people make in their whole lifetime. And he's called in to his lender, and his lender says, okay, if you can't pay this back, I'm going to throw you and your family in prison until you do pay it back. Well, he knew he was never going to pay it back, so what that was is that's a life sentence, right? He, his family, everybody's going to spend the rest of their lives in prison. And so he falls down on his knees. He begs for some kind of mercy for this debt to be forgiven. And the lender has mercy on him. And he lets him go. And he's rejoicing. But on his way out, he saw this guy who owed him a few bucks. And he goes up, grabs him by the collar and shakes him and threatens him with prison as well. Well, you can imagine what people saw and what they heard and how that news spread, and it went back to the original lender, and he called the man back in and cast him out. And you know, when we hear that story the way Jesus told it, we do, we're sort of like, how could this guy be forgiven a debt that he could never repay and then go out and rattle somebody's cage because they owe him some money? How, how does that work? And Jesus is sort of praying and teaching the same thing back here in Matthew chapter 6. How could you be forgiven such a debt and then refuse to forgive someone else? The lesson for us really is basically this. In prayer, this prayer especially, we acknowledge that forgiveness runs in two directions. I mean, it's not just one way. It's not just that God forgives us, but that we are called to forgive other people. It runs in two different directions. Now, that's really hard to put into practice. And maybe we wonder how we can do that. Well, I think there are some tools that we can use to think this through and help us in the process of forgiving other people and being able to pray this prayer to God. The first is this, to recognize that forgiveness had a high cost for God. Forgiveness had a high cost to God. And when we think about it, what did it take for us to be forgiven? It wasn't something that God could just brush it all aside and say, don't worry about that, it's no big deal. It was a big deal. Our sin was separating us from God, and God did not want that for even one human being. And the only way to deal with that was for Him to send His Son to live among us, to be headed for the cross the whole time He was here, to go to that cross to allow the power of all of our sin to empty itself on him until he died and then to be buried and eventually raised to new life. God had to watch his son die an excruciating, painful death for us. 
That's what it cost. It was a high price to pay. And we could only find forgiveness because God was willing to do that. And when we understand that, that begins to help us form the need to forgive the people around us. And the second thing is to recognize that forgiveness has a high cost for us, too. You know, when we choose to forgive someone, we're giving something up. So what are we giving up? We're we're giving up some things that become pretty important to us. When we have really been wounded, like we feel the emotion and it's there weeks and months, maybe even years afterward, when we choose forgiveness, we are letting go of some of that hurt. And it's hard to do because it can become a constant companion. And as long as we feel that hurt, we have some control over that person. We control how we respond to them. We might control how others respond to them too because of what we say. And when we release that, we may be giving up something that matters to us. When we choose to forgive, we're giving up the We're deciding we're not going to seek out revenge. We are saying, I am not going to make that person feel as bad as I have felt. We're giving that up. And that can be hard to do because we want them to feel pretty bad. We would love to serve up some revenge cold when they're not expecting it. And when we forgive, we're giving that up. We're giving up control over the situation. Because our anger, our hurt, our pain allows us to maintain control. But we're giving that up. It's a high cost. We're giving up some things that matter to us. That's the second tool. The third is maybe a little more simply said, but more difficult to do. Choose to forgive. You know, when we go through the process of being hurt and dealing with that hurt, At first, we don't want to forgive the person. I mean, we're hurt bad enough. We don't want to forgive. We don't want to release any of that stuff. We want to hang on to it, and we want them to feel bad about it. Then we might get to the point that we want to forgive. We can't forgive. Our feelings won't allow us. We just can't get there. We don't feel like forgiving. And in all that, what we have to do is to choose to forgive. Sometimes we have to choose to forgive and allow our emotions to catch up with our decision. Right? To make that decision, I am going to forgive. I don't feel like it yet. Okay? It's not what I what I feel like doing because it's given up some stuff that's become valuable to me. But I'm going to choose to forgive and allow my feelings to eventually catch up to my decision. It's usually not going to work the other way around. Because it's hard to get to the point of wanting and feeling like forgiving. Sometimes our feelings have to catch up with that decision. And so we choose to forgive. We make the decision. We can't always control our feelings. Now, sometimes we can coach them, coax them, get them in the right place. But sometimes feelings are just feelings. They're there. But we can control our decisions. And we can control the words that we use and how we speak to people, what we say and what we do, how we respond to people. That's all part of choosing to forgive. 
and allowing the feelings to catch up with our decision. So we've got this choice to make. Forgiveness runs in two directions. God offers us forgiveness, but we've got to offer it to other people. We don't just receive forgiveness. We offer it as well. And we've been given this great gift, and God has said this is how you respond to it. Repentance, which means, yeah, I acknowledge I'm a sinner. I acknowledge I'm doing stuff that's wrong, but I'm going to change that. I don't want to keep living this way. It's always bound up with our sin, and what's also bound up with our sin is baptism. Baptism is a picture of sin being washed away. That's part of what it's there for. It's not magic water. It's the power of God at work in us. The power of what God has done, the cost that was to God, that God paid, is all together in that act of baptism. And so maybe you've been thinking about that. And I'd love to talk with you more about that. Our staff, any of us would love to talk with you about the process of being baptized, of following Jesus. So please let us know if you'd like to talk about that. But, but for us today, what we've got to recognize is God has offered us this great gift. And part of what he said is, if you're going to receive this gift, you're going to have to give it away too. Let's pray together. Yeah, forgiveness is hard. I mean, when we've been really hurt, it's hard. And God, you know how every one of us feel. You know the wounds that we've received, and you know the wounds we've caused, too. And so, God, we ask that you would forgive us. Forgive the debt that we have with you that we know we just can't pay back. But God, help us to have the ability to make the decision to forgive people around us, but also to offer them forgiveness and then to feel it. You know, we pray it all in Jesus' name, the name that offers us forgiveness. We pray it in that name. Amen.